Welcome to the Girls Leap Podcast, your resource to learn, earn, advance, and profit in your business. This podcast is for every woman entrepreneur who's aspiring to not only start a business, but grow exponentially. Subscribe now to receive amazing resources from high-performance leaders and continue listening to find out how you can get tips to take your business to the next level. Now, here's your host, Gloria Ward. Welcome to the Girls Leap Podcast, where women business owners come to learn, earn, advance, and profit in their business. This is episode four. In this episode, we speak to historic preservation, educator, and antique dealer, Tansy Ward. Listen and enjoy. Hey ladies, welcome to another Girls Leap Podcast, where we teach you how to learn, earn, advance, and profit and we also showcase some of the amazing women entrepreneurs that we have on the scene today. And one entrepreneur that I want to introduce you to is Miss Tansy Ward. Now, she is she's a passionate antique dealer, a book author, and a historian. So Tansy, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I am so honored and humbled to be a part of this. Now, Tansy, focus on uh, historic preservation and education. Can you please explain to our audience what that is and how did you actually get into that? Yeah, definitely. Historic preservation is all about making sure that we, when it comes to the past events and the actual physical objects that are part of it, we make sure that they are still around in a really good condition, basically, to you know just make it kind of simplified. Historic preservation is about making sure that we conserve and keep you know our historical artifacts you know around for generations, so we can definitely reference them. And that includes making sure that we take care of the materials and you know the properties that, um, that are basically part of it. And when it comes to being educated on it, it's, it's very important. I think that it, the, the term is something that a lot of people can be, and historic preservationist is anyone who, for instance, if there's a historic house in your neighborhood, you, you, you know, making sure that you keep that history alive and being educated on the history of you know, that particular house or building. And I, you know, have always been very passionate about, you know, historic preservation and I'm very fascinated with history and especially the objects that relate to it. So I think it's very important for me to be involved in making sure that we have those around because a lot of times, you know, things get lost in history and and they become damaged. And being in Atlanta, a very historic city, you know, historic preservation is very important. And I feel like everywhere, no matter where you are, it's very important to be very informed on, you know, the history of your location and making sure that we preserve those objects and, you know, those properties that are associated with it. And I agree with you because there's a lot of history, especially African-American history that gets lost and, you know, uh, gets twisted around and you don't know, you know, what's true or what's not true. But I was looking on your Instagram and I see all of the necklaces and I guess these are brooches or watches. Can you explain what some of these things are? Because, you know, we see them and we see that a lot of people put them in movies and stuff. But um, like, what is it that we're looking at? Is this like a, a 
uh, old necklaces that were built from these people or this was the jury of the day? What are some of the things that uh, when the people go to your Instagram, what are we looking at? Yeah, definitely. When it comes to the um, jewelry that I collect is antique jewelry and antique is at least 100 years old. And when um, the type of jewelry I collect is jewelry that is very historically significant, um, Victorian era jewelry from like the 1800s, Art Deco jewelry, a lot of jewelry in that era was very sentimental. So when you look at these brooches and a lot of them have, you know, different symbols on there and to honor their loved ones, you know, they, they have a very intricate history that's very important when it comes to, you know, society and important events that happen and for instance um I have a sweetheart bracelets you know on my site and that was very important a lot of people gave their um, loved ones sweetheart bracelets that were engraved with you know their initials during you know the civil war era and also to remember loved ones who were dearly departed and you know you have a lot of you know lockets out there that have beautiful you know sentimental you know, objects, you know, engraved in as well. And that whole era of antique jewelry was very, very, very big on, I would say, high quality items, no matter if it was costume jewelry or sentimental jewelry. And so a lot of times people, they kind of mix up the term antique and vintage. But like I said, antique is at least 100 years old. And these items are you know, very significant, you know, pieces of history because we're looking at objects that people had, you know, that were possibly given to them, you know, during the Civil War era, you know, people who, you know, were honoring their loved ones and just jury period that's 100 years old has so much, you know, interesting memories that are connected to it. And so that's one of the reasons why I love collecting it because when when I have a piece from the 1800s, I think about everyone who has touched it, the memories, especially when it's morning jewelry, which was a very popular style jewelry. You know, when it comes to the type of style in that era, I love to imagine the memories that are connected with it. So it isn't, you know, newer jewelry, but it's definitely highly collectible jewelry that it's also very diverse to include in people's wardrobes and also very historically, I would say very historically significant. I, I think so too, because when I was looking at it, I was like, wow, you, when you see the pieces, you automatically go back into time and you say, wow, this is what life is like. It's kind of like telling its own story, right? Right. When you, when you, when you actually look at it, but I also want to know what what made you um, take that leap to make it a business? Like, you know, you decided that this is something that you love, but um, making it a business, that's on a whole different level. Why did you decide that this is what you wanted to do and, and really put it out there and educate a lot of people about these pieces? Yeah, I definitely feel like it's a passion that's always been a part of me. Ever since I was little, I've always been very fascinated with antiques. I used to watch Antique Roadshow with my grandma. Um, my maternal grandma passed in 2018, and we used to love to watch that show together. And I've always been fascinated with antiques. And I feel like I definitely have an old soul. So Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. I feel like when it comes to this like this type of collecting, I think a lot of people just are fascinated with that. They, they Having an old soul is, is something that... I feel like naturally comes with the territory when it comes to just being fascinated with Victorian era items and whatnot. But I feel like just like other people, 
I decided in 2017 on my 24th um, birthday, I was going to open my business because I was like, I love antiques. It's a hobby that I enjoy and I don't consider it a job. It's just something that I just really enjoy doing. And I would love to learn more and also connect with other people who also love antique and, you know, vintage items. So I decided to just, you know, create the Nathan Jury because I felt like I already had a passion and I already really enjoyed, you know, collecting. I was like, why not, you know, take that, you know, leap of faith and open up a business. Right. And having the passion and and being a boss, we know that that's two different things, right? right? So we love we love what we do, but turning into the boss and turning into that CEO has that been challenging for you, or uh, is this something is it something that you felt comfortable with? I definitely felt comfortable with it, but I will say that there are certain things that I would have um, gone back and did differently. Um, There were times when I wasn't consistent with my business and it definitely suffered a few years um, because I was, you know, just, I don't know, for some reason I was putting other things, you know, before my business and putting it on the back burner. And so it it was had its ups and downs. But one thing about being very passionate about what you do, it's like, it's a part of me. So even when my business wasn't doing so good and I wasn't doing really good product photography or taking the time to, you know, emphasize those details, I still was collecting, you know, antiques because I, I'm, I'm just very passionate about it. So it, it hasn't always been very easy, especially when it comes to, you know, gaining an audience and, you know, a following. But I will say that I'm very passionate about it. So even if I wasn't an antique dealer and I was just an antique collector, it still would be like something I just would just really enjoy doing. And I really felt a huge turn in my career as an antique dealer when I went to school and got my, um, um, when I got my diploma and certification in antique appraising. And I learned so much more education, you know, I got very educated on more things that I felt like was very important that I was missing. And I feel like, the more you put into your business, the more you feed into it, you know, the, the better outcome you will receive. And so far, since I've been really, you know, going in and putting more effort into it, I've been receiving, you know, definitely a lot of great feedback. A lot of entrepreneurs that are actually listening, like your business would be considered something that's unique, right? Like, um, getting into antiques, studying the history, um, detail is very important. So when you when you looked at the process on how you was going to put yourself out there and start to brand yourself, um, what was the main thing that you felt that you needed to focus on to get the people to understand exactly? Uh, what you were trying to portray in your business, because a lot of entrepreneurs believe that, okay, let me just go ahead and get a website, get some social media, um, put up these pictures and let people see what I have. And maybe they will buy it or they will buy it. Right. Right. Not knowing that when you're a business owner, the first thing that you have to focus on is making sure that you're talking to the right people, right? And the right people are looking at your stuff. When you were looking at, you know, your business in your brand, um, how, 
how challenging was it to find your own voice? And and what are some of the things that you did to get in front of the right people so that they can see how passionate you are? Yeah, definitely. I feel like it's definitely trial and error. I believe it's very important to connect with the right people that really appreciate what you have to offer instead of just trying to connect, you know, in general, which is everyone. When it comes to social media, sometimes it can be, be the that type of game and so with me when I first started my business I didn't have a like a specialty I was just you know buying different types of vintage jewelry and, and trying to sell it but I, I started to you know I, I was started to make sure that I specialize in, in one particular type of well multiple types of um jewelry and from the antique era and I and being a black antique dealer which a lot of times some people you know don't are familiar with a black antique dealer. I wanted to incorporate, you know, antique photos of our ancestors, you know, black people, you know, in my photos. And I wanted to present my jewelry with that because I sell antique jewelry. And a lot of times when people think of Victorian era, they think about, you know, white people. And of course, exactly. People, that's what I, that's what I was trying to get at. <laughs> like you think, because the, the reason why I like you know, uh, uh, your presence is because you put a face with it where uh-huh. you can actually see the jury on these people, right? You see right. these African-American people in the Victorian era and you're saying to yourself, oh, wow, you know, they had their own style because everything, you know, everything seems like everybody dressed the same way, wore the same hats, right? From right. what we see in movies. And mm-hmm. there was no nothing that was special or different fashion, right? So right. That, that's why I asked that question. Like, how do you get that brand out there for people who would appreciate that? Uh, because everybody has their own idea of what that era was, right? And and especially when you're thinking about African-Americans, what you're thinking about is, oh my God, this is the time where, you know, uh, it was right after slavery, right after the Civil War. Everyone was poor, trying to find themselves in Reconstruction. And when you decide to paint a different picture to show fashion, jewelry, you know, the, uh, these antiques, it puts a whole different perspective in your mind about what was going on. It basically tells a different story, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are absolutely right. Um, and that's when I started to get an even more larger um, following than what I had previously because people were like, I love this. I've never seen this, seen this before. And I thought it was very important to do that, you know, incorporate, you know, my Victorian jewelry with Black, elegant, you know, you know, Victorians. Because a lot of times when people, like what you said, when they associate that era with Black people, they think of disparity and struggle and, you know, slavery. But it was a lot of... Um, uplifting prominent stories that came about during that time and you know even with my book you know um, hidden legacies I wanted to include like a whole chapter on you know black Victorians because I thought it was very important especially as an antique dealer a lot of times I come across you know items that are associated with you know I would say definitely not black people you know a lot of times when I would go on different Victorian pages I would not see a lot of black Victorians right even comes to the jury, it's not really associated with, you know, Black Victorians. And so I wanted to collaborate. I wanted to put those two images together so people can, you know, see that, you know, the um, elegance was, was, has been a part of, you know, Black people for a while, even during 
times of, you know, post-Reconstruction and um, also even during Antebellum South, during slavery, you had, you know, free Black people of color um, who, you know, when you see them in these tin types and dagger types, they are look, looking very elegant and, and, and very dignified. And I wanted to definitely emphasize that. I, and, and just the faces for people who like history, like I love history as well. And so just putting the faces there and knowing that these people have a name because I, I, you know, those things are also missing where when you do grab these photos and, and these photos are displayed to us, right? You know, <laughs> they look great, but they don't have a name. They don't have a history. They don't have a legacy. And when I was browsing through yours, I'm like, wow, this person's name is this, and this person came from here. So you start to wonder, you know, like these people actually had a story. They had a life. They were into different things. And I think that is the unique thing that uh, I can appreciate about your business, because you're telling a story of African-Americans in this Victorian era who had a name, who meant something, who loved things and was into fashion. And right. having a little piece of that, having a little piece of that is amazing because now you feel like what you said earlier that you're connected to mm -hmm. something, right? You're, you really actually get to feel a piece of the past when you can hold some of your jewelry and it's a hundred years old or something like that, right? Yes. No. Yes. Thank. Thank you so much. I, I definitely agree. I feel like um, I feel like it's very important when it comes to representation because a lot of times, even in our school books, we don't see these images and not at all. Right. And then all you have to do is just like on social media, on Google or Pinterest or whatever. There are so many photos and of, you know, Black Victorians and these Black politicians on Reconstruction era and these elegant Black families, you know, who, you know, weren't like very wealthy, you know, but they were dressed very elegantly, you know, they were very dignified and happy. Um, you saw the, the proudness in, in their facial expressions. And I wanted to emphasize that because a lot of people are very interested in seeing that. From what I found is that it isn't just Black people that are interested in seeing that, but people, people of all different, you know, ethnicities are really interested in seeing that because a lot of times it's been hidden from us all. And so I, you know, I, I felt like that was so important. Um, even what you mentioned was to see that and feel like we're included in that. Like I have, I collect different, you know, African-American antique photos. And even though they're not, they're not my, they may not be my direct ancestors, I still feel included in that. Like these are our loved ones, these random people with these amazing stories who, you know, are dressed nice and they have a lot of stories, you know, that, that are filled with pain and struggle, but also uplifting stories. You know, you have, a lot of us have people in our families who, you know, after Reconstruction era, after slavery, you know, own land, you know, they got, you know, had acquired their own businesses and everything and they were dressed nice because people a lot of people just dress nice just because back then you know right. like that was just like a way of life was dressed you know really well and um I, I really wanted to emphasize that because I want 
good quality and high quality to be associated with Black Victorians as well, because when I look at these images, that's what I see. And and also, I was going to say, um, when I look at the the photos of the families and you see the families and how they're dressed and their fashion, immediately what I say to myself is like, you know, who, who uh, uh, are your, you know, who are your offspring? Like these uh -huh. photos that you have, it just leaves open so many questions. Exactly. As you to right. who are you? Like, and, and you were, you were blessed to take this family portrait that is still around today that happened during this Victorian era. There's a whole piece of history that's probably behind it. Or this can just be a lovely family who just took a photo. Yeah, right? no, you are so right about that. And I, I can't stress the importance. Historic preservation is so very important for us to preserve our family photos. Now, don't get me wrong. As an antique dealer, I get so excited when I can collect pieces of, you know, history like that. And then I always think in the back of my mind, wow, these are people's family members, these amazing photos that are on sale, you know, and being auctioned. And a lot of times, especially now, when I tell you somebody's family photo is out there um, for $500 on eBay. <laughs> because those are the prices that, that they're fetching now. Like literally, if you can find an antique, really good photo of, of of a Victorian family original print, whether it's the dagger type or just a regular um, cabinet photo portrait, it can be hundreds of dollars to thousands of dollars. And this is someone's family member who, you know, they somehow got lost. No one really knows. A lot of people, a lot of us don't even know exactly who our great, 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 you know, grandparents are. Some of us do, some don't. And it's just out there, you know, and then it's it's so amazing to me. It, it's it's unfortunate, but at the same time, it is fortunate because someone is still trying to preserve it. But like I said, people need to make sure that they save their, you know, these portraits, you know, these family antiques, because, you know, they're going to be in someone else's hands, you know, and, you know, costing, you know, and they're very highly collectible now. And, you know, it's just so important. Historic preservation is just very important when it comes to that. So what challenges do you have with your business as to while you're, you know, um, basically giving us history and teaching us about history through fashion and, and through your pieces, what are some of the things that you run into that you see that you always have to adjust or um continuously do in order to you know make this work like what are some of the challenges in your business you face sure I definitely feel like multitasking is very important I'll make sure that I have a really good schedule um and definitely when it comes to always keeping things you know new and and refreshing um a lot of times you know when it comes to research which is a very critical you know part of what i do it's very important to make sure that i try to get as much information as i can and also just make sure that i keep a really good you know schedule that is i make i make sure that i'm efficiently doing things you know not you know overworking myself but just make sure that i, I multitask and keep everything refreshing and definitely making sure that I feel like me posting more on social media and interacting with my um, my followers 
it's so important because I noticed that when I started doing that more, they, I started getting a lot of more positive feedback. So definitely just making sure that I keep very, like a really good connection. A lot of times we can be like, okay, I'm tired of social media. I want to get a break. So it's very important to just make sure that we have that healthy balance. And I feel like that's very important when it comes to any business, having a really good, healthy balance. I agree with you. And Tansy, I just have to say that you really do have something here as far as you know, your business is concerned because you, you're teaching us history, right? You, you're teaching us that our ancestors and family members, you don't, we don't even know if we're looking at, you know, our cousins or aunts or uncles or anything, but through your, through your fashion and through your antiques, you're not only displaying history of what was popular and what was great back then, but you're also telling a story of these people who did not, you know, who do not have a voice. You are bringing out to the world these people who are basically, you know, been lost in history and bringing them back through this, displaying their uh, fashion, displaying their jewelry and everything. You just never know what stories will come up. So I thank you for actually doing this, you know, and I think it's a, it's a great passion to have because it really, really uh, opens people's eyes as to how to get out of your bubble and really look at history and how far we've come from either fashion, from, um, from politics, from social, everything, you know? So give everybody your um, your social media right quick. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, my social media on Instagram is Zanathia underscore antiques, or you can just type in Zanathia Jury as well. Um, and also um, my uh, Facebook page is, is Zanathia Antique Jury. And then I'm also on LinkedIn as Tansy Ward. And I also, of course, my website is zanathiajury.com. Tansy, thank you so much for being here. I really enjoyed this conversation. I think what you have is amazing. And I think that when uh, people see your Instagram and see how much history you have uh, on your page, just looking at the different pictures is just captivating and looking at the fashion that went with it. Uh, just puts the icing on the cake. So I thank you so much for being here and thank you for sharing. So thank you. I, I appreciate what you guys do as well when it comes to uplifting, you know, women and, you know, the, the different stories that you guys tell and present. I, I'm very thankful to be a part of this. And thank you so much for, you know, having me on here. It was truly, you know, a great honor to be on here. Absolutely. So thank you so much and we'll talk again, okay? Okay, thank you so much. All right, bye. For more information about our amazing podcast and more business tips, please visit our website at girlsleap.com. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Girls Leap. Remember to subscribe to our podcast and visit our website, girlsleap.com, where you can find more amazing content and tips to grow your business. If you're interested in 10xing your business, join our Girls Leap membership program to connect with our expert coaches. Until next time, thanks for listening.